How you feeling? Uh, it was a day. Remember when all this stuff was fun and exciting? Yeah. The kids are out of school? Yeah. Everybody's staying home? Oh, this is... What's this going to be? Now it's over it all. I'm over it. I saw my kid today. It was really disheartening for her. For me, not for her. Mm. So I have to keep reminding myself that... It's about what's best for her, not what's best for me. So, Yeah, the kids seem to be handling this better than <clears throat> the rest of us. Of course. That's the way it always is. Although, you know, we tend to think that, but we really don't know. They may not handle it the way we are. Mm. You know, they may not be as in touch with, I don't know what they're thinking of their last thoughts when they go to sleep at night. Could be, F this shit. I want to see my dad slash mom. Um... You know, you don't know. I don't know. I don't want to. I think that both of our children are doing really well, but I also want to leave room for really not knowing. Because mm. when I was 13, my God, the things that were going on in my head, I'm pretty sure my parents, hell, when I was seven, um, people talked around me and just completely freely thinking she's seven. And I would be like, I know what. What the hell? I know what you're talking about. I know what an affair is. That's the one I can remember best that someone said that so-and-so was having an affair. And um, I was not supposed to know what that meant. But I did. Yeah, Cole makes it very clear that... uh, Is that me making noises? It's one of us. I'm going to pause for a second. (laughs) Um, So yeah, Cole is pretty good about letting you know exactly what he understands. Yeah, but he can only tell you what he knows he understands. And then there's that other layer that he just may not really know how to draw upon, you know? Same no. thing with... Um, I'm, I can only go by what I felt like when I was seven. When I was seven, I was pretty vocal, and I could tell you how I felt about a thing. But sometimes I would be upset about something and couldn't really put words to it or couldn't really point to, mm. you know, I could say... I'm mad because you didn't give me this candy. But it right. wasn't about the candy. It was about... about no, I thought you whatever. meant in terms of uh, understanding what other folks were talking about. Not- oh, oh, oh. No, I was talking about... I was talking about both. But right. I was talking about their, how Maisie and Cole may be handling this. And I think, I think we can tell... I think we're... I, can, I think I'm right. And I think you're right that they're doing okay. But I always want to reserve sure. something mm-hmm. because I know that there are parts of all of this that they may not be able to, you know? Right. Um, yeah, especially process. as... Uh, especially the pandemic part of this. So especially, I would say, especially as fatalities become Correct. a conversation. Right. Even beyond the sickness and the no school mm-hmm. and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. When they start to see, like, wait, this is a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's getting closer and closer to both of them. Uh, so far, closer to Maisie, I think primarily because she's older. Um, and luckily, seven-year-olds are being spared. So we're hoping that Cole won't have a situation where it's like, oh, my friend passed away. Right. Um, it's unlikely. Possible. So far, it's been like friend unlikely. of mommies, friends of daddies, Correct. that kind of thing. Yep. So for Maisie, it's just one person, not exceptionally close to, but close enough to well, be more like, than one. One person her age, I meant. Oh, right, right. Definitely many more than, I would say at this point, the founder of her school passed away. Um, The husband of her teacher passed away. I would say maybe three older people and then one person her age. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but yeah, I feel super selfish. I told you this on my way back because the visits are not helpful for me at all. Mm. And... I feel like it's deteriorating the one thing, one of the one of the many things I should say that I really appreciated that that my ex and I did in the divorce, and that is when I left that house, I never came back. Um, we both knew that it was important because I lived so close by mm-hmm. to give both of the girls some true demarcation. So there was no, oh, I'm here now just to say hi, and then sweeping back like. None of that. For the first two years, I don't think I ever stepped foot any further in than the porch. And the few times that I did, it was to get Maisie's asthma pump that she had left behind. 
Um, I may have been invited in briefly. I would say in the past five years, I've been in that house 10 times Mm -hmm. total. And all of those times, it was very brief. I'm dropping her off. I'm picking her up. Hey, guys. And I'm out. Sitting there for three hours was not comfortable for me at all. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I don't know how you. I had to go. I had that feeling for a while, um, but out of necessity, I had to put that away because right. of my situation. The only time I was going to either spend time with him or give his mother any relief was to be there. at at uh, what was formerly our place. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest thing at that point was her getting frustrated at me moving like it was still our place either grabbing something or doing whatever, like going into the bedroom, whatever it is. Okay. It's just like, and again, we're talking about an apartment versus a house. So right. um, the line between going into a bedroom versus going to a bedroom in a larger house, mm-hmm. not a large house, Having but a larger upstairs. house. Yeah. And all the things a little different. Um, but eventually it was, you, you get used to it or I got used to it. I should say. Um, it's also a little different for me because I think I said to you, this to you before, I'm not sentimental that way. So the apartment's just the apartment. Mm-hmm. The house is a house. The thing is the thing. Um, there may be some transition in there in terms of what the new norms and what the new reality is. Mm-hmm. But that's more a matter of transition to habit than any real attachment. Like I go there now and I'm like, I do not, I would not want to come back here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's a little different. different. A little I guess partially it's because we bought it. Mm. Maybe that might have a little bit of a twinginess to it. I don't know, actually. Um, part of it is because it's just, there's a part of you that's still there in that place. Mm. And there's no part of me there. It's this place that I'm sort of attached to, but yet not at all. Um, also, I'm used to, you know, it's just a, it's just a strange space. It's mm-hmm. a weird space. Like I have to sit in the corona corner. Um. <laughs> I do wonder how much of it is a matter of the house versus your interactions with her in the house. It's both. It's both. Um, it's weird. I'm not used to it. Um, she's kind of like uh, she's doing her own thing. We're, mm-hmm. we're, it's just like if we were here. Right. We're just not here. We're there. Except it's not because she wasn't a big do her own thing 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 person. Um, I feel like she had pockets, but for the most part, she's been studying the art. Mm-hmm. She's been doing a lot of painting. Shirt coming. Um, I I didn't see your shirt coming anywhere actually. Mm, got it. Um, so when she left, she was doing fabric, and she still is. So, and she's doing fabric and then she'll stop and do the guitar and then go back to the fabric, do the guitar. So she's been having more pockets. Last time she was here, it wasn't the same type of, she's had to learn how to be in pockets of do your own shit because there's nothing else to do. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's. Yeah, my, meanwhile, my entire life with my youngin is uh, video games. It's Fortnite. Um, I kind of wish she was into Fortnite. Except she wouldn't be, so it wouldn't work. If if she wasn't it, I would get into it. Eh, I don't, yeah, I think it had to be something else. You, you'd need an Animal Crossing or something. Old. Maybe, maybe. I don't see you grabbing RPGs and blowing your children's friends out of the sky. No, I guess not. I probably wouldn't. My um, dad just sniped you. Is that slang for killed me? No, like sniper. Like a little sniper rifle from distance. Nice. I'm telling you, I'm just going to end up meeting all these kids' parents one day. He killed me. You're Cole's dad. Oh, okay. All right. You're the one who killed my son. (laughs) And shot him point blank range. I tried to uh, change my screen name to Cole's dad, but it's fixed. So. What is your name? S dot P dot N dot spelled out. Oh, okay. That works, mm-hmm. I suppose. It does what it's supposed to do. Um, he's got his Nintendo Switch coming. He says he thought it was coming today or tomorrow, but it shouldn't be until Monday. I think mm-hmm. he's just being impatient. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's. I asked him the other day about school. And he's like, he has. Where'd they get it from? Where'd she get it from? I don't know. We mm-hmm. didn't ask. Okay. Um, asked him about the dark sc- web. No. Oh, okay. Do you know what the dark web is? 
No. Okay. It's, it's not for that. Oh. <laughs> What's the dark web? I thought the dark web was like where you could get illegal things that people don't have on the light web. There's no light web. Either. You know, but the, re- <laughs> <laughs> the regular web. Uh, there's a lot of illicit things that happen on the dark web. Um, a lot of gross things, too. Like what? Tell me the illicit. I don't want to know the gross. You can imagine the gross. Um, drugs, guns. And it's not like traceable identities. or something? Anything you can think of that's illegal to sell, you can sell on the dark web. No, it's not. It's not traceable. And between that and digital oh, currencies. Oh, oh, oh. So that's like where people sell like identities and stuff. You right. said that, didn't you? Yeah. Okay. All right. I know. I know. I know. I'm onto it. Okay. No dark web. Nope. That's not where the switch is. Yeah, I forgot what I was talking about. You were saying um, he thought it was coming this weekend, but it's probably on Monday. Yeah, I was about to say something else. I can't remember what it was. Mm, sorry. Sorry. But, uh, yeah. He, oh, that's what I was going to say. He has made clear he has no desire to go back to school. Wow. Like, so you missed like, no, I saw my video chat. It was nice, but I don't need to go back. I'm good. We can just wow. do this. At yeah. what point do you think, like, midway through second grade he would be like you know what i want to go back to school or would he just like to be I don't know, homeschooled forever because they had a video chat with his class and then he had a a video chat with some other friends or something else on on polo i think actually they, they put together a group or whatever it is uh and that was like last week or two weeks ago and then there was another um video group with his class this week and his mother setting it up and he responds, but we did that last week. Are we, mm. we need to talk to him again. Like I'm, so yeah, he's not missing anybody. Wow. He's fine. Okay. He's fine with talking to his friends who are dressed as muscular cats. And, Hi, Cole's dad. And <laughs> nobody can see you dancing. I know. Uh, <laughs> I just need to do it for myself. Um, yeah. So he's, yeah. Um, My child, on the other hand, is absolutely apoplectic. Mm. She's not here for it. She wants to be at school. She doesn't like it. She feels like she has a hard time keeping up with her assignments. I imagine the majority of kids are more like her than Cole. Well, she said that the most of the people in her class, like in their little text chat, are like, "Can you believe it? This is great." <laughs> She's like, "But." <laughs> um, so she also most of her friends also um, have friends nearby. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's a pandemic, so I don't know how much you can go out and whatever. But she's a little bit more separated even more so um so i don't know i I wonder if this is going to change how people feel about private school when you see what you need to do you know there's a part of me that's like private school or homeschool both i wonder how many people in private school right now are going to be homeschooled next year um well i don't know the interesting thing too is um new york and new jersey have said May 15th, schools are back open. Mm-hmm. And so Are they the, saying that for sure? Or are they just saying, we'll revisit? No, no I think they said that schools are closed until May 15th, not necessarily that they're going to open May 15th. That's the, that may be the, the word trick or okay. whatever else, yeah. but May 15th is supposed to be the day. They are but, not going back to and school May 15th. I was asking um, his mother, I don't, I don't think I got a response back, but I was saying, even if it opens on May 15th, how do we feel about sending him back? Yeah. Um, I guess they'll all have him on their N95s. Because, I mean, there's so much of it that, from a practical standpoint, still makes it kind of necessary and helpful to have him go to a school. But at what potential cost becomes the hard part? Right. I mean, my ex has made it quite clear, and I told you this offline, my child will not be in school on May 15th. Mm-hmm. My child will see all y'all in eighth grade. <laughs> it's just, even if I wanted to take that chance, he's not having it. Yeah, I just don't. Yeah, I just don't know. It's, I feel like part of me feels like it should be an easy no. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to be an easy no when he's not with me. Yeah. You know. Also, I think that. The only thing I know for sure is that I don't know nothing for sure. And I think that something could happen literally tomorrow that will make May 15th seem like a joke that we thought that was going to happen. So, until we get, I mean, how do you open the schools if there's not frequent available testing, including testing for the antibody? 
Like, All how do questions. you open the schools if you don't know for sure whether or not the teachers have it or not? All the questions. And then do you have, like, a COVID class and a no COVID right. class? Like, right. I, I don't know. Right. Um, so, I, I, and to be fair, I didn't read the announcement. I don't, I don't know the details of the announcement. Um, they may have answers to all of this. They may know things that we don't know yet. Maybe they have masks and testing in the wait, and they just haven't said anything yet till whatever. Who knows? But we'll see what happens. Good luck keeping masks on first grade faces. I'm kidding. They're not going to do that. That's impossible. Cole would, though. Yeah, they. I mean, the collective they. <laughs> 30 know. kids are not keeping. Cole can't either. As soon as someone says, what did you say? You'd be surprised. But For an eight-hour school day, he's going to keep a mask on his face? You'd be surprised. I would be very surprised if a seven-year-old could keep a mask on their face all day around a bunch of other seven-year-olds. Hmm. So, I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to figure, I was trying to figure out how to talk about this, but I, gross, I ended up essentially ghostwriting a, something this week. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, you, oh, ghostwriting. Ghostwriting. Okay. Yeah. It's the first time I ghostwrote something they actually cared about. I've ghostwritten for businesses and stuff before. Mm-hmm. And um, people. And and people. Um, this was the first time I've done it outside of that. And it seems like it's had, I haven't looked at, I haven't had the opportunity to look at any numbers yet, but it seems like it's been fairly impactful. It has. Yeah. And I'm trying to sort out how I feel about not so much the success with the piece, but something that, well, on top of the success of the piece, something that is something I actually care about mm-hmm. and is doing all the things and I can't say... It was me. Right. I did it. So it's a, it's You should just like feeling. retweet it for 30 seconds. Like, this is me. And then delete it. So what's funny is I've, and I've, I was about to say I've had that issue with Twitter before where I would laugh because the thing I would tweet that somebody else wrote or said or whatever else would go my level, my version of viral, be very popular, whatever else. Mm-hmm. And then I would drop whatever, what I thought was like a gem mm-hmm. and be like one like, and mm-hmm. it's you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just always hard to, to tell. But um, it's also I feel so, like the first time in a while I've had back-to-back weeks of mm. really good content mm-hmm. yeah so um, i'm not feeling myself but I'm, I'm feeling good about what's happening right now so just so you know and i'm sure you probably do know this but in case you don't when it comes to pieces like that you are still um welcome and expected to share it with editors or mm-hmm. on your sure clips whatever well, it won't be on my clips it can't be on my clips why can't it uh because i have to be careful for other folks no i mean it could be in your clips depending on who you're sending it to if it's uh, someone not, that... not publicly is what i'm saying oh okay like i can't you can't be on like a website or anything like that no i'm talking about individual editors that you want oh, to reach right, out right, to right. Yeah, yeah you could you know mm-hmm. they, it would it, it would be understood that that's not something for Whatever. Right. Although, funny enough, I don't. I'm also in a space where I kind of don't even need to do that right now. I've got another publication that wants me to. You're always in a position to do that. Uh, well, not to where I have to do that. I should say. Right. No. Um, at least for the moment. Mm-hmm. I got to figure out a pitch for another publication. Um, it's funny. They want a. They kind of did a. Um, a Kanye kind of thing, like, can you give me a, a beat like Kanye? Mm-hmm. Can you give me a beat like the one you made mm-hmm. three months ago? Mm-hmm. I'm kind of getting that right now, and I have to be careful with that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's the same reason why you've had some trepidation when it came to like incoming, not incoming, um, dear level. The idea, like, you me become, writing it? Yeah, yeah, you become. Uh, I'm not trying to be the sex person, right? As I wait for my sex column to <laughs> get past copy edit, right in the next hour. Yeah, it actually turned out to not be as much of a, as big of a deal as I thought it might. Mm-hmm. Like, first of all, people don't really engage with it as much as they did when I first started writing it. Maybe it's the topics, maybe it's, I don't know, whatever it is. 
Um, people as in your people or people as in my people. The, general, okay. the stats are still decent. I had one. Um, I had one topic that didn't really do well, but for the most part, the topics tend to do well, and it's just I do so many other things um, that the idea of that being limiting or being my brand is just kind of silly. I mean, I do three podcasts a week, uh, and always end up writing one or two other things and consistently working on a feature. Like, I don't know. I thought it would be a thing, but it's really not a thing. Nobody cares. Yeah. I mean, the people who care, care. The people who don't, don't. Right. But just like in general, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I, I get it. I sometimes get I can, it. sometimes I and we as writers can get really caught up in the minutia of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really... Oh, I'm going to sound so cheesy for saying this. It's really about the work. It's not about the audience. You know, you're you're supposed to be doing what you feel is your very best work. Right. And even for me, I still sometimes write with an audience in mind, particularly for Dear Level, because there is an audience in mind. I am talking to men. Right. 35 and up, Mm -hmm. men of color. So I kind of can't help, but I literally am saying in most columns, come on, do X, (laughs) Y, Z, please listen to me. So, of course, I'm thinking about an audience, but in general, I can't do that. Yeah, I feel like I'm kind of trained to write to an audience because I wrote so much corporate stuff Mm -hmm. that it is very demographic driven and like who's going to read this and how do we get it in front of them, those kind of things. Um, So sometimes it's hard for me to get out of that mindset. There's some some things where it's just really obvious, like my piece last week about missing... Uh, his birthday and stuff like that whereas like if you have a heart you know it, that's the audience it kind of is what it is mm-hmm. um yeah so trying to figure out all the things that i want to do i feel like with the podcast stuff i'm starting to not steer away from the writing but i need to figure out some form of writing that isn't reliant on who has a contract or what pitch gets accepted. Wait, say that again. I need to find some form of writing or get, not fine. I need to do some writing that isn't based on a pitch or a contract. Um, like you have your Facebook, you write there for the sake of writing there. It's not. You're saying you want to find some place where you're writing not for money. Well, I'm writing just for the sake of writing because of writing something. I just feel like writing that's not attached to a contract and all the other things. Just but being like, paid for it. No, you don't get paid for Facebook. I'm saying like Facebook, like your Facebook. Wait, you're saying you're trying to find an outlet similar to like what I do with Facebook? Not trying to find. I need to make an outlet. I need to make a space for me to just write for the sake of writing. Gotcha. Um, that's not, that's saying, I was saying it's not attached to necessarily having a contract or a pitch I went through or, or whatever else. It kind of reminds me of um, the tail end of my days as a running coach. And I knew it was kind of a wrap for me when, for whatever reason, we had like a small layover in terms of classes and I had a two or three weeks off. And it's like, I don't feel like, I don't want to run. And it's like, and I, realized I didn't feel like running because I wasn't getting paid to. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I, that's when the moment I was like, oh, if there has to be some other thing happening for me to want to do this thing anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, yeah, I think this phase is kind of gone away and, and, and can go away now. Um, I don't want, not that I'm there with writing, but I want to make sure that I'm doing some level of writing just because it's fun mm-hmm. and not necessarily worrying about numbers or who saw it or did it get picked up or um, is this person going to hire me because I came through? for you. How do you mean? Um, you're very driven by numbers and stats and mm. I don't know if you can have a creative outlet that you don't double back and see who's looking. Well, even my, um, my SPN writes IG was that for quite a bit, mm. um, where it was just short poems and photos mm-hmm. and everything else. And it was fun. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then I made the mistake of turning it into a platform to promote whatever podcast i was doing at the time okay and i kind of not fucked it up but i kind of fucked it up and kind of um infected it with things that shouldn't have been there should have just been my random stuff because like i said that was fun um i have a hard time 
letting the fun thing just be fun mm-hmm. and not trying to make it into a business or get eyeballs on it or whatever else. Like even now I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to wipe out half of the stuff that's on there um, and just do stuff for the 20 people who are following me over there, whatever it is, and just enjoy it and let that be the thing that mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. which it was supposed to be in the first place. Have you ever done those kinds of things purely for yourself? Have you ever written not just like a journal, but like actual creative stuff solely for your own intake and own eyes? No, um, because that's never enjoyed me. That's never moving me to have nobody see what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a part of me that likes the idea of somebody discovering this thing. Um, just for the sake of having seen it. So, yeah, so there, there won't be a, a poem on the wall that I wrote that is just on the wall that isn't seen any place else. It's not, it's not how I'm built. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do, you, do you have that or do you do that? I do. I write for myself. Mm-hmm. Not always, but sometimes. Because I always think of your Facebook page as you writing for yourself. My Facebook page is definitely me writing for myself, even though, I'm writing for lots of people. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely... Are you writing for lots of people? Do lots of people see it? Yes. Mm. Um, there's definitely sometimes... So there's two different things. Sometimes I will think of something that I want to flesh out in my mind. Like a memory will just... Like one time I was thinking about this woman. Uh-huh. I think I called her Lisa. I was thinking about this woman I went to college with named Lisa... It's not a fully formed story. It's nothing I could pitch to anyone about anything. It was just a woman that I knew and who was warm and kind to me. And um, she disappeared from my life. And I never saw her again. That's So I wanted to put that down somewhere. Right. I was missing her and I was thinking about her and I was trying to force myself not to look her up because I didn't think she wanted to be found. And I wrote about it. And... It was really long, and no matter how many times I write a long piece, I always assume that nobody's going to read it. I literally write it just to vomit it out. Right. And I think Ashanti will probably read it and be like, I remember Lisa, and press the heart, and that's it. And uh, that's never really what happens. To the point where I know I sound whack when I say, I'm so surprised. And I've said this to you, like, oh, my God, did you see? I think you said that about every single post. Yeah. And you'll be like, bitch, like, what the fuck? You just said that, like, eight hours ago. Mm -hmm. But it's true. Every time, I feel it differently. And and every time. Well, also, I should say, it's not every time. There are plenty of long-ass posts that I've written that people did not engage with or large amounts of people did not engage with. Well, you're not afraid. I'm not afraid. You're not surprised if people don't engage. You're always surprised when they do. Correct. So you're more built for the two likes on your... Correct. ...than the 300. Yes. Even though you get the 300... I'm actually... Even though you get the 300 on a regular basis. Right. I'm not actually built for either because I'm just pathetic in that way. I'm not built for no engagement. I'm not... One of my favorite stories, one of my favorite stories like ever um, about Digital Underground, I wrote on Facebook, crickets. I don't know if it's because... I don't know. I don't know. I, I, it was just an amazing story, and I just had a great time, and I loved writing it. Um, and I think there, I don't know, but whatever the case, I remember being like, oh, but the, it, did you see what happened? And then Tupac, and just, God damn it. But whatever. Um, but yeah, I write for myself sometimes. It's not on Facebook. That's literally just, um, just for me. But that's rare. But sometimes I do. Yeah, I imagine. No, I imagine. I'm sure that's helpful in a lot of ways. Just never. Like, Only yeah. if it is. Yeah. Not for everybody. Um, I do like to write. When I write for myself, it's generally in a different format mm-hmm. than I normally do, and always in a, gen- a different format than I get paid to do. So it might be a poem. It might be sometimes it's a script, um, like a short, like four or five pages. Is as long as I can do before I start to get really uncomfortable um so whatever it is it's usually me um tapping into some other part of me that is not confident in whatever world that is Mm. i'm not a poet so but sometimes it's fun to write a poem what makes this is going to get very esoteric but what makes a poet if you write poetry aren't you a poet 
No. No. Hmm. Not necessarily. Just because you write, that doesn't make you a writer. See, I, I tend to disagree with that. Well, I mean, you can write. I mean, nah, no. I don't think that you can call yourself a writer. I think there are some certain qualifications that come with that, for better or for worse. I was going to say, just because you write the grocery list on the back of an envelope doesn't make you a writer, but, but that's, that's going talking, too yeah. far. Um, my sister is a writer. She probably wouldn't even consider herself one, but she writes uh, sometimes on Facebook, sometimes on Instagram, sometimes on the back of a grocery list. She's a good writer, too. Mm. Um, but she, I don't think she would consider herself one. She's never been published. She writes more for herself than for anything else, but she is a writer. So I think that's the thing. I don't think I consider the publishing or the forward-facing thing that makes you a writer. Mm-mm. I think Not necessarily. Like for me, it's, it's pretty simple. If writing something is on your heart to do, and you attempt to do it even semi-regularly, you're a writer. What's now, semi-regularly? Um, <laughs> was that me? No, that was next door. Mm. Um, Damn, was it next door? Yeah. Sheesh. Um, I don't know that there's a hard number on it even. I just, yeah, I just, I feel like it's hard to to say who is and who is not a writer. So I, I, think it's, label, I think it can be self-decided. If I don't feel like I'm a poet, I'm probably not one. I feel like, well, I guess is where And I, poetry is a little bit different than writing because we all have to write to get through the day. But again, we, we, know, what kind of, we know what we mean when we say no, writing. No, 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 but that's why it's different because you have to choose poetry more than you have to choose writing. You can scribble, scribble, and then find yourself writing a story. You're not going to find yourself oh, necessarily, necessarily writing a poem. There's more intention I think there. you absolutely will find yourself just randomly writing a poem. Mm, um, I don't know. Hmm. That's it. It's one of those no answer, answer kind of deals. Yeah, it is. Uh, so I think I want to take a few days off next week from Good Talk. Um, I think whether we realize it now, we, we both need a break from sitting in front of this mic or attempting to sit in front of this mic every day. Um, I actually don't. No? No. But of course, let's do it. Mm. Um, well, yeah, I guess I should just speak for myself then. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. Um, so I'm going to put out this episode tomorrow. We got a, I've got a few episodes that I've fallen behind on getting out. So that'll cover whatever gap there is. But I think we'll still do like um, stale popcorn. Like that's that's something I want to keep doing. But I think just to sit down and straight into a conversation thing I need a tiny tiny break from sure uh, I kind of knew that already I yeah. was just waiting for you to tell me that yeah it's funny we were talking about uh, Rod and Karen who we haven't mentioned in a while oh my gosh and I was saying they usually take off like a week every month mm-hmm. um, and we think we were talking about that on the show actually and I kind of get it now um, also for the fact that I know how I've been handling isolation and some of the stuff that's been going on with that. Uh, yeah. And maybe just, I just, I think I just want to do some reading, maybe do a little bit of just writing or whatever it is and just switch up mediums a little bit. Um, yeah. Funny enough, I've been wanting to write in this fancy new journal I got with the fancy new pen Mm-hmm. I don't like the pen, and it stopped me from writing. Yeah, the pen it came. It came with a. It came with a fountain pen. I remember. It's a little hard to write with. I keep getting stains on my fingers, and then I just like stopped bothering with it. And I realized the thing that's fucking me up is literally my pen. Yeah, you need a uniball. That's all. Yeah, which is funny how, as much as you talk about pens and all the things, like I ran into a roadblock because of something as simple as that. Fountain pens are whack. Yeah, never learn. Wish I had bought all those ink cartridges. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know what podcasts love? Dead air. Dead air. Is there a podcast called Dead Air? It'd be really easy to produce. Mm-hmm. Just open up the music, wait a half hour, close out with the music, call it a day. 
You didn't open up the music yet. I know. See what spot we hit. Okay. If we hit a spot. Maybe we'll just be closing on this one. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's possible. I think I needed you to tell me that offline. What? That we're going to take some time off. I think. I don't think I realized it until oh, you sat down either. That's the other part. Okay. Um, I probably would have if it occurred to me earlier. Because the last couple of days I have felt like, like I'll look at the time and it'll be, you know. Well, first, it's been coming on for a while because I remember at first it was sort of be like, oh, my gosh, it's already 10. We can't do it. Or it's 9 or whatever. Because mm-hmm. um, I've been trying to get my sleep pattern together. Um, and so I was like, all right, I'll make a schedule because we're not really doing this with any rhyme or reason. So it's going to be at 7. Every day at 7, that's it. We're done. No weekends. Um, but then it was like I felt like it was me driving this to happen like i would say hey so and it would be like i felt like you were like oh yeah sure if you you know not like right this is a thing we do every day at seven more like a oh you want to do that okay cool and i would sort of feel like no i don't want to do that like that's what we do we do a podcast every day at seven o'clock i feel like that might be the thing a little bit too when we started this it was it was haphazard. It was like, oh, there's an interesting conversation on the verge of happening. Correct. Get the mics. Or we want to be goofy, get the mics, or whatever it is. Correct. I think, I wonder if the idea of like this thing just being a set thing at seven that we decided that is just going to be every day, whatever else, kind of knocked a little bit of it out for me. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't think I will know until there's a little break. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I th- I think this part of me feels like I don't I want to be a stream with, but it feels like a jobish kind of thing. Like it's on the calendar. It's at seven. It's we have to do it every day. If we don't do it every day, we're letting us audience somebody down something. I don't know. Um, and it became. A thing that I don't think I thought was going to be initially. Mm-hmm. Um, but this may be just a little bit of fatigue talking as well. And I don't know that I'm necessarily necessarily feeling this way if it's a regular world and we're at the office and we're doing all the normal everyday stuff. Right. So, yeah. Like I said, I would have said something beforehand if it occurred to me. I think just in the moment it kind of... Yeah. Sorted it out. Um, yeah. You right over there? Yes. Listeners love dead air. Glad you're about to. Um, I, 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 what? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We're gonna be done. Um, are we done? I don't think we're done. Okay. I mean, I think we're done, but I don't think we're done. I don't know what that means. I don't either. Okay. I mean, I kind of don't have anything. Um, yeah. I have things, but... Okay. Um, but I'm not sure if they're appropriate. We'll figure it out.
Um, shoot. Like we're, you and I are different in some ways. Um, and in, in the best of ways. I think that, you know, you used to say when we first met slash got together, you would say our broken fits, which I didn't really like, even though it did make sense. Because mm-hmm. I didn't want to focus on what was broken. Because um, really, it just that we fit, period. Mm-hmm. Broken or not. Um, and... I tend to, like, when you said that this feels like a job, it feels like a job because I made it one. Because that's what I do. Like, if something comes up and I take something on, um, it's going to eventually be a job. Like, Mm -hmm. it can start out as a hobby. It's going to turn into a job. You know, and you know that because, you know, I've talked to my therapist for the past six months about what I can do for a hobby Mm -hmm. that is no in no way connected to work. Right. And we're still working on that. Still don't have that together. Collecting sneakers might be it, but that's a bit expensive. Um so for me I I have to respect how you feel and I have to respect that you need a break, but I can't I can't say that it doesn't that, that it's unnerving cuz it's not how I it's not how I do. That's how I do. I just go until I'm dead or that, until well, somebody gives me a fat check for whatever it is I'm doing. Well, what's funny is initially I was trying to slow things down a little bit to keep you from doing that. Right. Um, but then it became the thing where it was happening to me instead. Correct. Um, and you know, no matter what I'm saying right now, you know I have the utmost respect for what you need. Yeah, no, no. I'm not, it's not that at all. Um, I knew... From Jump Street, that yeah, you had that you had that gene in you where it's like, well, if we're gonna do it. I mean, I literally said, I don't know if it was about good talk. I don't, yeah, it was. It was. I was mm-hmm. like, if we're gonna do it, we're gonna do it every day. Right. And that's it. Right. I only have one speed. Mm-hmm. That's it. Dead or not dead. And that's where, for me, the break is necessary because I think longevity as opposed to how many can we do right now and how pack much can we pack it in, how whatever because. I don't even know if the quality of the show is getting, isn't getting run down a little bit because whether it's my fatigue or whatever it is, um, yeah. I well, that you can be assured is not a thing. What's not a thing? The quality of the show going down because if you're fatigued, um, you can. I mean, you can always be more refreshed and you can always be more whatever, but. Although I shouldn't, I listen to every single episode, and every single episode is fucking hilarious mm. and extremely entertaining. Not every, I skip some because I, I just know I'm gonna say, can you please take this down? So I don't <laughs> listen to all of them, but I've listened to a healthy amount of them. Mm. Um, and also, there's a part of me that feels like, um, I don't know, I don't know if I really have the proper verbiage for what I want to say but of course I respect what you need and I just have a fear that and this is okay too like we always have said if we ever wake up one day and say eh good talk's done we don't want to do that right. that that's the thing mm-hmm. but I say, I say that because that's what you say but internally I don't handle just walking away from something very well. Unless, like, uh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of anything that I can say. I truly jumped in with both feet and then jumped out with both feet. If it was like, uh, there was a a project I was working on when you and I first got together. And um, I had, I wasn't sure about it. But I really needed the money, so I jumped in. And then after, like, three months of mm-hmm. nonsense, I was like, you know what? I'm done. And with your help, I shut it down and walked away. Um, so I've had work-related things like that. Right. But creative projects is hard for me. Um, and that's not what we're doing necessarily, but it could be. Not If not now, then 
some other time. It could be. Right. And that would be difficult for me. Um, it's funny. One of the things you say to me very often when it comes to writing is don't fall in love with your words. Yeah. And, kill your darlings. And I think there's a point where that happens in this medium as well, where you realize the thing isn't the thing anymore. And for the sake of the other projects you want to do, that thing has to kind of go away. Um, out this now again, this isn't that. Mm-hmm. This is like, hey, I just need a few days off. Mm-hmm. But in terms of actual projects, because um, again, it's Good Talk is a project, is, a very important one. But Good Talk is a project that is a part of a bigger project. Correct. Um, and we it could be uh, stale popcorn, where we do three or four stale popcorns. And it's like. Yeah, that was fun, but eh, this isn't. Mm, I don't feel this. It's yeah. very unlikely that I'm going to do that. That's just not who I am. Mm-hmm. I do that in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I go through all the machinations in the very beginning. By the time I say, I'm going to do this, I'm not not doing it until I don't have a choice. However, whatever that looks like. Right. Um. But I don't normally get to a space with something creative and say, you know what? It's got to be like massive. Like I have a new job and I just don't have time. I gotta mm-hmm. just had a baby. I can't do it. It's gonna be something like that. The the other parts of it usually are done in the beginning. Like for example, I was going through all these um, machinations about promoting the project. Like, eh, well maybe we should. And I want to wait until and da da da. And then I was like, you know what? That's not how this is gonna work. Mm-hmm. I if I'm gonna do it, I need to be fully in it i need to be fully engaged in it um fully engaged in it Mm -hmm. so um yeah it is what it is it's gonna be what it's gonna be i mean and i don't know if there's another project that we or another show that we were kicking around that maybe we'll try as well i'm not i'm open to being in front of the microphone i think i just need a break from this show specifically okay um, so if there's something else that we want to try, we might do that. I don't know. So one thing that's going to have to happen for the network as a whole, and I know that I'm just going to have to tie you down, um, not that kind of tie you down, um, you're going to be doing less of the back end and more of <laughs> whatever. And more, I actually, was that was one of the things I wanted to talk about Um beforehand i just didn't write it down so i didn't remember but i was going to talk about you know with podcasts when do people i'm sure that neither rod nor karen is getting off the air and taking out the hard drive and putting are. it and this is a full-time job yep okay so they 100 are you on the other hand should have someone else who is getting these shows up oh uh, again this I mean, there may be something where somebody helps me do something, but it's not worth getting shows up, especially not this one. Um, there may be social media stuff or whatever at some point, but it won't be the actual shows. Uh, not, not for a while. Um, because getting the shows up, there's not a lot, of, especially with this show, there isn't a lot of editing. There's not a lot to do. It's Right, but you have a couple shows. It's, it's not about the volume of the work. Mm-hmm. It's about the fact that it's work. I had to figure out how to turn over a small yet huge part of my responsibilities. And it's something that only has to be done twice a month. But on that day, I would sit at my computer and just get flustered and flustered and not work on it and mm-hmm. it'd be the next day. It's something that doesn't take long at all. But it still has to get done. Yeah, so I think the the difference is that I think what's happening with the shows going up right now is a part of the fatigue. It's just I'm tired right now. And it's not because of putting the shows up. I'm just tired. Um, And that's where the break comes in as well to help me get that part on track. Because what happens as I get tired, things snowball. And the bigger the snowball gets, the less I feel like pushing it. Mm -hmm. I need a space to kind of come back do a little bit of catch up and get that kind of refresh again. It's, yeah, like I said, there's a point where there are things I will give up. This particular thing for this particular show isn't it. 
Um, it's the same reason why I can, like Aaron's editing, edits most of the writing practice. Mm -hmm. Me putting it up isn't an issue. Mm -hmm. um, editing this show doesn't, isn't an issue. It's just, I'm just tired. Okay. Um, if we get to a point where I don't feel like I feel right now and it's an issue, then I think it becomes, that part becomes a valid conversation as well. Um, but yeah, I think I've, between putting the show up and trying to get the energy to figure out how to pull the other parts of this machine together, I'm just, yeah. And the global pandemic and not working out and not hanging out with my son like I want to and, 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 um, they've all kind of piled up in a way that I don't think I've really paid attention to. I paid attention to them in separate pieces. I never look at the sum of all mm -hmm, of it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think it's just hitting me now. Like the sum of all of it is a lot. Um, yeah. I think that's why like my sleep has gotten more and more wonky and all the things just, Hmm. But we will be back, and I don't think good talk, good talk is going anywhere anytime soon. Um, I think I will be more diligent in scheduling breaks, though. So we're not getting to a point where it's like I stand for the mic. It's like you know what? Yeah, I think it's time for a break. Um, no, maybe this is like I said. You know, we do this three weeks out the month, or even two weeks out the month. Like, we'll figure out our rhythm, whatever it is. Um, and just rock from there. Sounds good. Because it's funny, I'm, I'm listening to my voice right now, and I do not sound any kind of radio-ready, enthusiastic, whatever. And I don't think I ever want sitting in front of a mic to feel that way. 